Okay, good morning. Today's class is the Mishmat Yerachmiel Diana Gedalia, Rufo Shalom Rav Shalom Yamina, and Rav Dana Ben Sara, and Chanabat Leah. Also, Bizrat Hashem, in the success in Yerach Shemayim, Abolisheva, Gadiel Abolisheva, Ebed Abolisheva, Shefa Abolisheva, Reda Malkav, Tobabasha, and Gadiel Ben Elisheva. God willing, today, please share and make the podcast. Today's class, we're going to do a lesson, um, chapter 10. Uh, in the Garden of Gratitude, and Lesson 73, really, really great concept on how to really, really become a receptacle for God's blessing. Really, really great. One thing about Rabbi Rush, he really, really simplifies everything. And, and the, the simplicity of Rabbi Rush, the fact that he can get these deep concepts, which is really all about Kabbalah. For example, let's say you want to make money. But if you just want to make money in order for you to hoard it, you, don't, you can't really be the, you're not really fulfilling your mission. It's only when you make the money and you become a receiver. When you become a giver and then, you're able, and then the flow never stops. The flow always that we spoke about all the time, the flow only stops in life when we're self-centered, when it becomes ego, etc. Our job is to be able to let the flow constantly come. And we do that by having the right intention. If the intention is good, then the flow comes from above. Because what we, all we're doing is mirroring our Creator. But if the intention is ego-based, then the, then the flow stops. For example, in a public speech, if your intention is to give and just to help people and not concerned about who's going to prove it, who's not, the flow goes. But if, you, if you're doing a public speech and you're concerned about what the audience thinks and what they think of, is it good enough, then the flow stops completely. So that's the difference. Whatever you do, you have to make sure to connect above so the flow comes, and then the flow just comes, whatever you're doing, you, you'll get blessed with it. Exactly what he's saying here on chapter 10. Again, the, the, this book, The Garden of Gratitude, when things are chaotic in life, you have to go back to basics. That's the bottom line. You know, if you look at people, even their diets, we'll talk about Shva tomorrow. But everything at the end of the day, what are they going back to? If you look at most people that that had problems with diets and health, what do they go back to? They go back to the earth, plant-based diets. Everything's back to plant-based, everything's back. When our lives are completely chaotic and everything's going backwards, you have to go back to the earth, and that's humility. That's the only solution. It's, it's only solution, I hate to tell it to you, it's so simple. When things are chaotic, it's because we, be, we became arrogant. According to Reb Nachman, Lesson 82, Whatever chaos you see in your lives is rooted in, in a concept of chava, which is disorder. Rabbi Nachman tells us the solution is to bring back order, and that's through humility. What does Adam represent? Adam represents Adam, Adama, earth. It represents the earth. You have to go back to the earth. And going back to the earth is going back to being grateful. Otherwise, we get stuck in the earth and we get stuck by the, by the serpent's bite of sadness and depression. So I'm just telling you, based on my life, whatever you're going through, whatever I've gone through, it, going back to the earth, remember, we came from the earth, we came from Afar, and we're going to get buried in Afar. So if you want to stay grounded in life, there's a real, real, there's a real, real recipe. Stay humble. Stay humble and win. The only reason why we are fearful, fearful, the only reason why all these things, it's only rooted in our ego. It's not our soul. I'm just giving you simple instructions. Our master, the, the Arizal, tells us, he writes, if a person wants to attain 
a spiritual perfection, he should transform himself from a receiver to a giver. Stia Rizal says, if you want to attain spiritual perfection, how do you do that? By transforming yourself from a receiver to a giver. He should transform himself receiver to a By doing so, he will merit <coughs> divine illumination. In other words, he will emulate Hashem, he will emulate his creator because Hashem is a giver. Such a person will have a, a positive experiences in the spiritual and physical realms. Another, we know this verse many times. One who runs away from honor, honor comes to him. Because he doesn't want to receive honor. He wants to run away from it. Right? He wants to give honor to God. So what happens? He gets the gift of honor. One who, one who runs after kindness, kindness runs after him. The same thing. Just understand, ask ourselves, am I 100% a giver in this situation? Am I giving or am I receiving? It's funny how the word get in divorce means a divorce. If you go to a relationship to get, you're going to end up getting a get. <laughs> Sounds pretty funny, you know? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Out of all the words, it doesn't say, it doesn't call it a giving, it calls it a get. Get. It should be called a give. I need a give. No, I need a get. It teaches us. It teaches us a deep, deep lesson there. You need to get. You're getting, getting. Even forgiving, for giving. Giving thanks. Giving thanks. Think about the words giving. Look at the areas of your life where there's giving. Thanksgiving. For getting. Get. When you forget, you don't really forgive. You just forget. It's also... Do you understand? Look at, look at, the, it's unbelievable. It's so right in our eyes. Get versus give. Get versus give. Am I getting or am I giving? Very important. Simple lesson. And you can remind that lesson. A person must strive to be like creator by, free, by constantly giving. Just as he's merciful, we have to be merciful. Clearly the creator is only a giver while, the, while being created by nature is a receiver. When a person overcomes his nature, he becomes a giver. So anytime practically that I overcome my nature, Let's say I have a bad character trait and I overcome my nature, I'm actually giving my creator pleasure above. So in turns, I become now a giver. I'm a giver because I'm giving now pleasure to my creator because I refrain from doing egotistical traits, such as whatever you're doing. You're now giving pleasure above. When you choose spirituality, when you choose to do the right thing versus the wrong thing, you are giving your creator pleasure because you, now it's fulfilling the, his purpose of creation, which is you to fulfill his, your mission of being a co-creator. Life provides us with numerous opportunities for giving. One can give charity, give the others needs, etc., etc. But you shouldn't think about what you're getting in return. If you're thinking about what you're getting in return, it does not fulfill this, this part, because you still get, what am I getting in return? This is why when you really pray for somebody else, you get answered first. Because not, it's not even about you anymore. You're giving to somebody else. You're giving to somebody else. When you pray for others, it's like, oh my God, I'm, I'm not thinking about myself. And I end up getting. So what he's saying here, this is the number one area, and this is obviously through marriage. A person has, by becoming a giver instead of a receiver, and our, our job really is to look at what our partner needs and fulfill their mission. Although sometimes this could look like codependency, 
it doesn't, we're not talking about uh, a codependent relationship where a person is just a giver out of a doormat. We're not talking about that. But our job is really, really to see what does my partner need. I need to get to know my partner. What do I, she needs? If she needs love, I have to give her love. And I have to be not concerned with my schedule. I have to not be concerned with this. I have to be, again, nobody's mastered this for sure. But this is what we need to focus on. Because when we end up giving, and then I guess this is why our sages tell us that Parnasa comes from the wife. Because if the man is giving to the wife and he's subduing and he's humbling himself to the wife, then he's actually getting from his creator financial bounty. That's his presence. The, pre the presence of Shalom is you're getting financial bounty. So this is, it's, it seems so simple. But marriage is the main venue for giving. Most giving takes place in the home, not outside of it. When a person gives outside his home, he usually has an artillery motive. But when he's, when he's in his house, he has to remove the mask. So now we can tell us, those who are single, ask yourself, am I really going to a relationship to get or to give? Maybe that's why I'm not seeing a blessing in it. Maybe that's why. Maybe it's too self-centered. Maybe it's too much about me. Because if I get into a marriage, and even if I'm not mentally healthy, and I want to get married, that's actually, I won't be able to give to that person. That means if I'm walking around with low confidence in a marriage, I cannot be his. I cannot be the Ezra. I cannot be the Ezra. I cannot really be the helper, because if I have not prepared myself and I still have my own dra trauma, that that lowered my self-esteem, I, I go into a marriage, I cannot be a giver, because I'll be self-centered and I'll be. It's all about me. So you cannot fulfill your mission of being giving. Do you understand why our Creator wants us to be mentally and spiritually healthy when we walk? That's why happiness. When you're happy. All you want to do is mimic your creator by giving to, giving to others. So a sign of health and a sign of mental health is that you're a giver. Not only do, will you get serotonin out of it, not only will you get serotonin and you will get happy chemicals because you feel fulfilled, but that is really, really why sometimes we're not getting. We're not getting in heaven what we need to give because we're too focusing on getting and not focusing on giving. And a lot of this is rooted in fear. I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of it is rooted in fear. Also, when you overcome your nature, your creator gets a, a, gets a, he, gets, he, he gets a fulfillment. You now become a giver. So that's two ways that we can do it, through people. And another way is when we overcome our nature, we give a creator a gift in heaven. We never thought about it like that. Imagine you're doing a 40-day challenge and you stop, God forbid, spilling seed and you stop doing this your creator gets pleasure because he gave you that life force to create, to mimic him, and you, do, and, and, and you not mimic him. So how do we expect to get blessings if we don't put ourselves in a position of blessings? And the only way to do that is by mimicking your creator, which was the purpose of our creation, is to be as much as God-like as possible. When we thank Hashem for uncomfortable, undesirable things, also, it's a form of giving. Because you're saying, when you're thanking Hashem for an uncomfortable situation, you have now an opportunity to display your faith, which is also crowning your Creator, which is also a form of giving. I'm giving my Creator. He sees that He created me. He gave me free will. I overcame it by saying thank you in a, in a, in a ridiculous situation. I just became a giver. So now, even if I don't think about it, I will now be a receiver of a blessing because emuna is a source of all blessings. So sometimes we have to look at the situation that God's putting us in and, and recognize that that situation is really, really, really in order for us to give. 
whether it's be whether it be problematic people that God will give us so we can forgive them so God could forgive you and now he can you now you have no sins now Hashem gets a pleasure from you so this is extremely important to understand that this is why there's no there's the, the all blockages is, is when the flow stops when the flow stops when the flow stops when your intentions are not to give you will not see a blessing in that area of your life because there would be no purpose of it. If I gave you double, if you're greedy with $100 and now I gave you $200, how, would that, how, is, how is that solving an issue in heaven? It's actually creating a bigger monster because now you're going to be wanting 400 So you almost put yourself in a situation that it would cause more of a burden in heaven that you should get more money than you shouldn't have it. It's a very important concept. You would actually make it worse. Only when you start giving charity and you start fulfilling, becoming a giver, now there's an opening in above to be able to allow that flow from above to be given to you. So ask ourselves when we're in the middle of a problem, am I, am I being 100% a giver in this area? It's, that's the question we have to ask ourselves and that's the question we have to go, go to humility and saying, okay, am I, is, is it giving self-centeredness? Believe me, I'm experiencing this myself. And, and I, I, there's a book called Astrology of the Soul. The book is, the book is, is created, she she's non-Jewish, but it is so accurate. Somebody who, 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 a Jewish therapist told me to have it, it basically talks about your tikkun. What, and what side, what, what node you're in. You're, there's a north node and a south node, and there is the Kabbalistic literature on this concept. I myself have not yet found exactly the sources, but the book called Astrology of the Soul, and it doesn't talk about nothing about the future, it just talks about your ability to, what is your tikkun, what is the, what is the, what do you have to leave behind? So my, me, I might, I have to leave behind all Aries qualities. Aries qualities are war, self-centeredness, it's all about me, and this is where I've struggled in my life, putting other people, putting other people, getting other people involved, not just me, 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 me. Being not only my schedule, your, and this is where I've struggled. It's exactly on point. So the book is called Astrology of the Soul. Again, whether you buy it or not, if you're looking for a Jewish source, but this is so on the money, and I've tried this with a few people. It is so astonishingly on the money that is exactly what I'm doing, and it's actually helping, helping out tremendously. I would recommend that to everybody. I would recommend the book. It's a non-Jewish book. But there is Judaism behind it because there is a concept of a North Note and a South Note based on the year you're born, and there's a certain consciousness every year, and there's something you have to fix. I would strongly recommend it. Be, have an open mind. I would never lead you guys wrong, just like Letting Go is not a Jewish book, but Letting Go is Bitzel 101. I would strongly recommend it to everybody. It will give you an eye awakening, and it also tells you what your spouse's issue is. So at least you know what the issues are and what baggage we have to come with. And this is a very, this concept is extremely important because there, you do come, according to Rav Chaim Bital, you do come with a different, if I didn't rectify fire in the past lifetime, I have to now rectify water. If I didn't rectify water, I have to come rectify air. So there is a rectification, according to Rav Chaim Bital, that t- talks about you're coming in here this world with a lot of spiritual debt 
that has to be fixed. So the book is called Astrology of the Soul. You can buy it at Amazon. It is so pins and needles that I couldn't believe how accurate it was. And I, I've tested, I've recommended the book to like 15 people and they're like, I can't believe this. I can't believe this book. So strongly recommend it. It will waken you up a little bit. And that's that. So again, back to giving. If you can know what the best version of you is, and you can know what you need to do tshuva, you cannot become a giver. But if you're not aware of your issues, or that blind spot, then we can't become a giver. So this is where, where, where Rabbi Rush is saying, when a person lacks joy in his life, it's simply because he's ungrateful. He's ungrateful. He doesn't have a muna. He doesn't see God's giving in his life. He doesn't see God's giving him. God's giving him oxygen. God's giving him. So what happens? He can't become a receiver. What can you receive from an ungrateful person? Think about an ungrateful person. What can he give? What can he give? Be, not, nothing will be good enough. You can give him a dollar. He'll say, why didn't you give me two? So that, that's why that person is lacking joy in his life. It's because of that. But when you have a muna, when you have faith, you become now a giver. Because you are fulfilling now God's mission, which is gratitude. And this is what he's saying here. Every person must ask himself, something that brings me closer to Hashem is good or bad? Obviously, if it's good. So there's no bad in the world. And when we look at everything with Amuna, then even the problems itself, we should be grateful for the problems, etc. Rabbi Nachman writes that when a person's desire has other desires than God's desire, he now is connected to the malchut, or the kingship of the other side. And the other side is this is where all the dinim come from. When we speak the word din, our job in this, our job is to recognize there is din out there. Nobody's perfect. Din means judgment. Our job is to sweeten it. Constantly sweeten the judgment. The din's coming, we have to sweeten it. We sweeten it by charity, we sweeten it by forgiving, we sweeten it by doing goods, we sweeten it by praying, we sweeten it. We look at the opportunity of the din as a wake-up call to get closer to God. If you do that, it will just it'll be sweetened right away. But if you look at the judgment and you become resentful for the judgment, then the din becomes, it takes on another world unto itself. And this is where Rav Nachman says, when you're connected to gratitude, you want His will, this is how you're getting, accepting this. So again, accepting Hashem's will with gratitude does not mean, however, a person should not pray for the future. It's acceptance that right now this is the process. For example, if you're single and you're going through bad dates, are you judging people favorably? Are you a giver? Are you able to see the good in people? Are you able to see the good in people? Are you able to be a giver? Those are the questions you have to ask yourself. Are you so in your head with your expectations that if they don't get met, your whole world's going to turn sour? Are you such, are you, are you such a taker that you cannot, it would be a curse if God made you get married tomorrow? It's a, this is a brutal, brutal lesson that we all have to learn. It's a brutal lesson. That's why we have to go back to humility and we have to go into that. And again, women have this issue more than others. If you ask a guy, what is he looking for a girl? Three, four things. Woman, 300 things. So this is an area where you guys are rooted in kavod. You guys are rooted in honor. You, you, you want honor. You want this. But sometimes, you're, sometimes you want it too fast. You have to be part of the building process, not part of the toothpick of, of the toothbrush. Not where where am I going? Where am I? Oh, nice guy. He's got everything. Where do I bring my toothbrush? You are not just here in this world to bring a toothbrush to a guy's house and move in. 
That is not the purpose of, of, of creation. It, though it looks like that, but let's catch the right, you know, let's catch the right fish. Because at the end of the day, you can't give if you're just bringing a toothbrush and, and, and shopping all day. You can't really give. How could you give? You can't. All you're doing is, a take, is taking. And that's why, or taking emotionally, not being able to give, not being able to give, giving, giving the benefit of the doubt. Isn't that another form of giving? When you judge a person favorably, giving the benefit of the doubt. It's another form of giving. The third type, and remember, as you give, you will receive. But don't think about the receiving. Just think about the giving. Don't think about it. It's very tough because we're always so calculated. Well, how do I know I'm going to get? This is why we also stop praying, by the way. We stop praying because we don't become givers anymore. We start becoming received. We think we're, we're waiting for the receive. We're watching the scoreboard. That is also not giving. That is why we're not seeing a Yeshua and we're seeing blessings in areas of our lives. The third type, which Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 73, he's saying here that we always, our job, our job, in, he's telling us here that our job is to allow, is to bring the, the, whatever is hidden to be revealed. We all have a certain level of consciousness that is not, we spoke about this a few times, there's always a certain level of consciousness that is not above you, that is above you, that needs to be internalized. There's knowledge that needs to be known that right now becomes unknown. How do we do that? Okay. As we grow, we agree that as we grow, for example, doing these classes and, and working on my, my issues in life, led me to tremendous growth and allowed me to become a giver. I'm able to, I'm able to be able to be a giver because I grew in my consciousness. If I didn't grow in my consciousness, we'd be talking about you know, the presidential, the, the, the China wall. What, what would we ta- we'd be talking about, for God's sake? The dolphins, are they trading Tua? Are they not? What, what else are you going to talk about? So as you, you, as you increase in consciousness now, you become a giver. And Rav Nachman tells us in Lesson 73 that a person should stir himself to perceive the inner element that is concealed from me. I have to always perceive there's a new element that's always perceived from me. And how do I do this? I do this by sincere prayer. When I pray with my heart and my soul, with my heart and my mind, if they're together, what happens? When a person does this, he creates a vessel. The vessel is called Ani. Ani ve'ani, and I will bless them. There's a pasuk, there's a verse that says, and I will bless them. Ani will bless them. Aleph, Nun, Yud. Aleph, everybody gets the Aleph. The Nun is Yenun, it's the speech. The Yud is the, is, the, is the mind. When the speech is connected to the heart, when you pray sincerely and you pray with, with energy and you pray with kavana, you are now fulfilling God's will. Why? Because God loves kindness and He wants to also give. God also wants to give you, but He can't give you if your prayer is not honest and if your prayer is, is disconnected. So why would He can't give you? So when we pray with kavana, we're actually creating an arousal from above, arousal below, and that causes an arousal from on high, and that transforms into Shefa. So intention is what creates, intention is what creates Shefa to come from below, from above, by doing this firmly. This is why today you've seen, what is the Yetzirah today? 
What do you think that the Yetzirah today is? Lack of focus. Think about it. Lack of focus. Think how hard is it to focus today? How many pills are there to focus? Lack of focus. Lack of focus spiritually. Lack of focus everywhere. Relationships. You can't even hear what the person's saying. You can't even enjoy dinner with somebody without a picture of the food coming out. You can't give the person attention. Giving them attention. Presence is giving your attention. We're not giving anymore. All we're getting is dopamine hits. A hit of dopamine here, a hit of dopamine here. You're not getting, you're not giving nothing. What are you giving? This is why our relationships have taken such a, such a sour situation. We have to go back to basics. We have to go back to humility. We have to go back to giving. You should not be concerned if the other person gives. You should be concerned if your creator gives to you. And you have to put yourself in a position to receive. And Rabbi Nachman saying here, and he takes the Gemara in Hulin 60. For the Holy One desires the prayers of the Tzaddikim. Why? Because God loves kindness and He wants to constantly bestow His blessings upon us. Yet, bounty, bounty cannot descend, cannot come down, except by, by, by the means of a vessel known as Ani. As this, as this letter, Aleph Nun Yud. That is the name of, a, of its actual numerical value of Kli. So Ani means the same numerical value as Kli. And this is where the blessings come down to us. If we don't have the vessel, we cannot receive. You know, you ever hear the world field of dreams? When you build it, it will come. When you build it, it will come. When you're passionate about something, you end up getting paid for it too. It, everything comes when we are in a state of giving. But when we're in a state of not, it's the opposite. And then he says here, the vessel is known and he is completed, the bounty descends, and God's desire is fulfilled. And then what happens? Because God's desire is fulfilled, then it is known that the receiver receives pleasure from somebody else, from someone referred to as the feminine. We see that when the God receives pleasure from us, he becomes the feminine, right? But, but all of a sudden, now we become the giver. He becomes the giver to us, but when we, he gets pleasure, he becomes the receiver. So we're now the givers. It's like I basically gave, I gave tzedakah. Imagine I gave tzedakah to you and you took the money and you invested it and that money you gave to somebody else. So and I now receive the residual value because I made you give tzedakah and all that. This is why there's a, there's a Gemara that says that a person who, can, who gets another person to give charity, it's more than him giving charity. The same concept. When you convince somebody to give, you actually get reciprocal life. So that's the one meditation I want you to focus on today. Ask yourself, am I getting or am I giving? And this is, this is not an easy thing because you're going to have to recognize and how do you, again, what causes us not to give? Low self-esteem causes you not to give. Fear causes you not to give. The reason why people are lonely is because they have fear. They, have, they build walls instead of bridges. Low self-esteem, fear, greed, desires. All of these things cause you not to give. And if you can't give, you cannot be happy. Because you can't, you'll never be a receiver of the thing. Hashem, help us all that we should all be zochet to be able to be givers and not takers. Have a great day. Amen.